0: House Republican Files Ethics Complaint Against Judge in Trump Fraud Case Written by Catherine Young Representative Elise Stefanik, Republican New York, sent a letter to the New York State Commission on Judicial Conduct expressing serious concerns about the judge overseeing a civil fraud trial against former President Donald Trump and the Trump Organization. This judge's bizarre behavior has no place in our judicial system, she wrote, describing inappropriate bias and judicial intemperance in her November 10 letter. New York Attorney General Letitia James is suing President Trump for defrauding the state by artificially inflating his net worth in a trial that begins on October 2nd. A week before the trial, New York Supreme Court Justice Arthur N. had granted the Attorney General's office a summary judgment in their favor, finding President Trump liable for fraud. As such, the bench trial, there is no jury trial under the statute prosecutors are using, will only deal with what penalties President Trump will need to face. Ms. James is asking for $250 million in damages and to bar the former president and other executives from doing business in the state for five years. President Trump has attended the trial regularly, giving updates to the press when in court. In recent weeks, his attorneys have clashed with the judge sometimes resulting in drawn-out arguments in court with the defense attorneys accusing him of bias, as he often allows the prosecution to ask questions he overrules for the defense and other issues. Ms. Stefanik echoed these concerns, pointing out that the defendant is a leading candidate for the presidency. She wrote, It appears the judicial system is being politicized to affect the outcome of the campaign. Judge N. Garon has displayed a clear judicial bias against the defendant throughout the case, breaking several rules in the New York Code of Judicial Conduct. Ms. Stefanik asked that the commission sanction Judge N. Garon to bring back credibility to our great state's legal system. Bias Ms. Stefanik listed several items she believed pointed to bias beginning a year ago before the trial. When the judge told President Trump's attorney that President Trump was just a bad guy, she also accused him of ignoring an appellate court's ruling that set a statute of limitations on the case, smiling for the pool cameras and the summary judgment he made before the trial began. And Judge Engeron has made it crystal clear he doesn't care what the defendant or his attorneys have to say. Ms. Stefanik added, including a snapshot of just a few of the blows exchanged between defense attorneys and the judge, which were especially pronounced the day President Trump testified. While on the witness stand, President Trump gave long and detailed answers about his properties, which the judge seemed not to like. He told his lawyers to control their clients. And when attorney Chris Kais tried to explain the extraordinary circumstances they were in that might warrant these detailed answers, the judge said he was not here to listen to what you, President Trump, have to say. Justice Engeron told defense attorney Alina Haba, I am not here to hear what he has to say, now sit down, when she protested. And when Mr. Kais said he would file a motion for directed verdict, the judge said, you better not, Chris. Gag Order Ms. Stefanik stated that Justice Engeron and his staff are Democratic donors, and the judge himself made a political contribution in 2018, which is against the rules of conduct his principal law clerk Allison Greenfield has also made political contributions of $3,335 over 2022 and 2023. But the rules state that judges should prevent their staff from contributing to political campaigns more than $500 in any calendar year. There is currently a gag order that prevents President Trump and his attorneys from making any comments about the judges' staff, which Ms. Stefanik claims is illegal. Recently, President Trump made a comment about an unnamed partisan person sitting alongside the judge, prompting Justice Engeron to issue a $10,000 fine in what he believed was a violation of the gag order. Ms. Stefanik said such speech was core political speech protected by the First Amendment. If anyone in America must have the constitutional right to speak out against the judge, his staff, the witnesses, or the process, it's a defendant going through a process he believes is politicized and weaponized against him, she wrote, accusing the judge's order of being un-American. It's an illegal prior restraint on the defendant's First Amendment rights. She noted a similar gag order has been placed on President Trump in a separate federal criminal case where Even the progressive ACLU, American Civil Liberties Union, felt compelled to acknowledge. The ACLU had sought to file an amicus brief, but was rejected by the court. Ruling Ms. Stefanik also weighed in on the trial evidence and ruling, arguing that no evidence was presented on trial to suggest fraud, and in fact disputed material evidence suggested the opposite. She wrote, the defendant paid back the sophisticated Wall Street banks on time in full with interest as agreed. No insurance company paid a penny, and these banks and insurance companies supposedly defrauded continued to do business with the defendant. Indeed, two banks had done their own analyses of President Trump's net worth, as revealed in testimonies, and for some development projects, the bank had courted President Trump's business not the other way around. It was also revealed that the accounting firm Trump Organization had long worked with dropped the business as a client after being informed of the Attorney General's Office of the Investigation, and wrote in their parting letter that they had not done any independent analyses or audits and did not know of any fraud. At the center of the case are the statements of financial condition Trump Organization prepared every year which lists president trump's total net worth and a summary balance sheet of his assets values which is not a standard document and was used as a marketing piece when he did deals. Trump organization had valued Mar-a-Lago between 426 million and 612 million in these statements while Ms. James said the judge valued it at 18 million to 27.6 million prompting ridicule from President Trump, who says the property could be worth more than a billion, a statement echoed by prominent real estate figures. One agent told the Associated Press the judge's claim was ludicrous. However, the judge had dismissed a sworn affidavit from Lawrence Mowens, the top Palm Beach luxury broker, who said if he had the opportunity to market Mar-a-Lago, it would be sold to someone with net worths in the multiple billions—the likes of Elon Musk, kings, emperors, and heads of state. Justice Engoron called the statement an unsubstantiated dream, but admitted testimony from an expert on the attorney general's side. Who helped come up with the two hundred and fifty million disgorgement figure, suggesting banks lost out on more than one hundred million in interest because the financial statements were inflated? Miss Stefanik said the commission must take corrective measure to restore a just process and protect our constitutional rights, sanctioning and removing the judge from the case. This case is so much bigger than President Donald J. Trump. If Judge Engeron Can railroad billionaire New York businessman, a former president of the United States, and the leading presidential candidate. Just imagine what he could do to all New Yorkers, she said. Warning that the lawlessness of his actions could warn New York business owners away from the state. Thanks for listening to Epoch Audio. That was House Republican Files' ethics complaint against Judge in Trump fraud case, written by Catherine Yang. Read by Susan Williams. For more Epoch Times articles in text, please visit TheEpochTimes.com. This is the Epoch Times.